Welcome to EdTech Speaks, a podcast bringing guests together to share their expertise and advice on navigating business and education in a technology-driven world. From entrepreneurs to vendors, higher education to corporate leaders, we'll uncover their perspective regarding the latest trends and technologies impacting your career or business. Our podcast is made possible by Downing EdTech Consulting, where people and technology connect. Hosted by Cher Downing, an experienced executive spanning a higher education and corporate career with specific focus on the EdTech industry, Dr. Downing is also an international and national presenter, author, and regular media contributor. Now here is your host, EdTech strategist, Dr. Cher Downing. Hi, everyone. Welcome to EdTech Speaks, where we talk about business, education, and technology, and moving us through today's fast-paced world. I'm so excited today to bring back one of our previous podcast guests that I know all of you really enjoyed hearing from, Roger Sands with YBOT. Welcome, Roger. Thank you very much. It's uh, it's an honor and a pleasure to be uh, on with your podcast and your audience again. We're um, obviously very committed to help in the industry. And so, um, yeah, I look forward to the session. And I'm so excited to have you here today because we talked, gosh, it's been at least six months now, and we were just coming out of the pandemic, kind of big, overdrawn, rapid changing kind of focus. And we're starting to talk about just a little bit about maybe in the future, you know, we'll kind of get back on track. And because all companies, and I know yours does, have goals and they have kind of a plan and then something like the pandemic hits and you pivot very rapidly. And we were just kind of discussing about, you know, we've got some things on the horizon, things are coming. We're real excited about it. So love to hear today kind of recap of where you're at, what's gone on and where you're going. Yeah, thank you. Let me summarize that first. I know some folks heard the previous one, but um, I'm the CEO and co-founder of YBOT. And YBOT is a leader in what we call Wi-Fi automation, Wi-Fi automation. And the goal here is to shift, shift and help IT organizations from what is a heavily manual reactive process, right? If all kinds of challenges and tickets open and teachers and students and, and dorm rooms and higher education, et cetera. And so IT then gets involved. And again, the tickets open, it's manual, it's time-consuming, and given the dynamic world that we live in with the explosion of IoT devices, with what we call the mobile environment where everybody's accessing information on the go, which typically is over Wi-Fi infrastructure, we need to help IT organizations and leverage automation, right? So leverage automation. That's what YBOT focuses on. We have an AI solution that leverages automation, again, to help IT organizations across the globe be able to proactively and uh, stay on top of their Wi-Fi networks and solve um, performance issues, ideally before they impact users. Absolutely. We have all been the end user. We've all had that lag in the, for Apple folks, the little spinning color wheel. We've all had that we're traveling and we're, we're traveling faster physically than we're jumping towers, than we're moving from Wi-Fi system to Wi-Fi system. And we are so used to rapid response now that we get a little grumpy when we can't 
instantly get to something. When I can't get to my Amazon cart and hit that proceed to checkout button, it's a problem for me. And I know for our listeners it is too, but it's a bigger problem when you're in the classroom and you're losing attention because you're not able to pull things up. It's difficult in the dorm room when you're using a keyless entry system and suddenly students can't get into their dorm rooms, they can't get into the building, so you're talking security issues. Even just something as simple as heading into the food service areas and wanting to scan your card and pay. If you can't have their system up and running and having an instantaneous response to that, it's a problem. So the things that you do are so important and so vital to how students and faculty and administrators run their day-to-day operations in their business, but more so to the end user and how they really function on a daily basis. So talk to us a little bit about what you've learned from going through the pandemic and, and all these rapid changes, both on the technology side and just on the adoption side. Yeah, a couple of great observations. And you summarized the, uh, the overall environment extremely well. What we've seen coming out of the pandemic, right, is a higher dependency on Wi-Fi networks. Okay, now, I think we would all agree, like you said, you know, to Amazon card, and we had folks, all of us were using Wi-Fi in a lot of different parts of our lives, and obviously education is a core segment of the market, but what we've seen coming out of the pandemic now is because there were so many users and teachers and students that were using Wi-Fi in the home environment, right, during the pandemic, that was necessity, And so they become even more comfortable. And when I say using it in the home environment, we're talking about additional applications and services that they weren't necessarily using on-prem, right? For example, video collaboration, right? Video collaboration has just taken off even within family members, right? But if you have students in the dorm rooms right there now, because the family members have got comfortable with video collaboration, And so, yes, it was somewhat popular in schools before, but now it's the norm, right? And so what we have seen is an increase in the number of use cases, business applications, e-learning that are driving demands and services over these core Wi-Fi networks. So that's been one of the biggest changes is the amount of applications and usage in school districts and in dorm rooms for critical Wi-Fi networks. We've also seen the second is we call it a flexible environment. Now, what we mean by that is, yes, the good news is we've navigated, fortunately, through most of COVID. But what we've noticed is school districts, whether it's higher ed, K-12, they still now want to have a flexible environment because it's preparing for You know, whatever could happen in the future, and hopefully nothing it does, but now that we've all been through it, you want this flexible environment, meaning you can move classrooms around, right? You can you can isolate certain segments of dorm rooms, et cetera. And so we've seen an explosion of applications and usage over Wi-Fi, and we've also seen a very dynamic nature of the networks themselves and how they have to be living and breathing and flexible. And so we need to be able to support these new ecosystems. The flexibility point is uh, so critical right now for a couple of reasons. One is, yes, we all have that deep-seated fear 
that we may have another shutdown or we may have something we're not even aware of yet. But it's going to cause us to move back home or move somewhere and rely on systems. But the other piece of it is, is that we found an interest in it that we didn't really either think about or acknowledge before. You know, when students came back, their idea is, hey, I'm good with this. What else can we do in the classroom? Like, you know, I can learn this piece on my own. And so in talking with clients, a lot of what I hear is maintaining that hybrid structure because, yes, it, it does help you be prepared, you know, in the event something occurs, but more so their users are getting better out of it as a result of it because they're able to self-pace through the things that they need to take more time with individually, but they're able to spend more time cohesively in the classroom or in the lab or wherever they're working on things, even in teams and companies. They're spending more time on what's important instead of catching everyone up and getting a, a level playing field, which wastes half the meeting, half the class time. So I think we're definitely not going to turn away from it. I think, if anything, we are going to continue adapting from it. The fact that everyone now has a phone. I mean, you know, I was watching this six-year-old kid the other day at the store <laughs> on the phone, you know, just flipping through it all and his mom says, come on. He's like, wait, I'm reading my text. <laughs> I was like, wow, okay. But, you know, that's his world. He he doesn't remember a time without that. So having that flexibility, having that ability to communicate, all of those things. But I think the other piece of it was I remember talking to families and hearing how there's seven, eight, nine people in the house all on Wi-Fi at the same time. I remember having a meeting and we were all dialing in from all over the country. And one of the people was sitting out on his patio. Now you can see the snow lightly falling, you know, he's all wrapped up and he says, the only space I can find. He said, my kids naturally are all home. They're all upstairs, each in a room on Zoom. My wife's in the dining room on Zoom. He said, he said, even my mother-in-law, she's in the other room on Zoom. He's like, this is the only place I had to go. We're continuing to see not only that Wi-Fi need in the house, but that parameter. We need to keep growing it out. And on campuses, in the grassy knolls, we need Wi-Fi access. All of these areas, we can't be tethered, so to speak, to a building or a tower. And I know you guys are always looking at that. And so what are you seeing is next as we keep moving forward? Yeah. And I just want to summarize what you said, because it was an awesome point. And that's what I was referring to is this new dynamic environment where if you look at the transitions over time, I mean, obviously, if you go back in time a ways, most of it was wired. Right. And then IT still had you know a lot to deal with and challenges, but it was relatively fixed and controlled. Then we moved to the Wi-Fi world. But again, even there, you would have 20 students in a classroom or 100 students in a lecture hall, right? But all be there fixed, controlled, right? And then sure, there'd be some in the dorm rooms. But as you mentioned now with this hybrid environment, you have individuals everywhere, everywhere, right? You'll have some students will be in a classroom, some will be in their dorm rooms connecting in remote, right? For health reasons, et cetera. Some will be home, maybe some are in the library. They just haven't made it over to the class. So yeah. this puts a huge huge demand on IT organizations, right? Because they're not typically getting more resources and budget, right? And But <laughs> the network underneath them is changing dramatically, right? And they have to support. 
this complete dynamic hybrid environment. And so that's what we're seeing. And so how, what type of technology is, is moving forward? I mean, what's driving a lot of this, we're seeing everything from virtual reality into the classrooms, into, into learning, right? Where folks can use virtual reality to travel and they don't have to physically travel. And so there's a lot of technology that's coming. And so what we're seeing is that IT organizations need to not only understand what the environment looks like today, but they have to have a plan, a plan for how this is going to evolve over the next few years, right? So that they're not caught in a situation where a portion of the campus, right, is not able to support the demands that are coming in from staff, students, and teachers. And so that's everything from technology evolution, you know, Wi-Fi 5, Wi-Fi 6, Wi-Fi 6E, right, is coming to market now, which for especially higher ed, there's segments of the higher ed where that can be extremely valuable with the increased capacity. But even more so, it's not just YBOT, but it's platforms and solutions that can start to automate this whole operations, right? Doing what we used to do, and, and I've been in it for 30 years, doing what we used to do manually to to do a lot of these operations is not going to work going forward. It's just, it, it's too dynamic, too, too much happening. You can't be everywhere. And so even if you have state-of-the-art network management platforms, you've got to leverage more and more automation throughout the operations, not just Wi-Fi, but throughout the operations. Well, and I think we always worry about the people that are on our campuses, in our classrooms, everyone who's nearby. What we forget now is how global we are, that one of our teams is sitting four states over and another of our teams is sitting two countries over. We have become very small in the sense of the dynamic of all of the different people that work for us, that go to school with us, that do all these things with us. And so there's a there's a need to also have that accessibility be consistent as you're talking to them, as you're working with them, and not having to say, well, you're two versions ahead of us, and we're a little slower on that. And as a company, that that's a almost a kiss of death because you're not moving things forward with your products and services because one of your teams is farther ahead than your other. You've got to maintain that status, even for campuses. You know, many colleges have multiple campuses. They can't say one campus is better than the other or everyone ends up moving over to that one. You know, they've got to have some consistency there. So tell me a little bit about, because I think our listeners would be interested in knowing, when somebody contacts YBOT, what it is that you guys look at first when you come in and talk with them about how to make things better? Right. That's a great question. So when someone reaches out to YBOT, typically they have business critical Wi-Fi environments. And so our primary objective is to understand their requirements, right? What they're trying to accomplish. And, and then what YBOT will do is in our situation, we send out a free live free demo, right? Evaluation. Okay. And that becomes impactful because now the, the customer, the higher education customer can take the solution. And they can put it in a dorm room, right? They can put it in a library. They know their challenging areas around campus, particular classrooms, lecture halls. And the value it add is now they can start to experience automation, right, in their environment. 
And sure. so when they reach out, we ask them some questions, understand their environment. But in all cases, we just look, we offer them a free solution where they can test it out in their own environment to understand the capabilities and how it can help them with automation, with meantime to resolution. And as you mentioned, the goal here is to improve the end user experience. That's where Ybot and, and other companies focus, right, is on end user experience. Most of these universities and colleges and schools have very good Wi-Fi networks, right? Top vendors, access points controllers, network management, and all the back-end security, et cetera, that's required these days. But what we really need now to build off of is end-user experience. What are my teachers and students and staff members experiencing on a daily basis? Are they getting the best out of this network? Because now it's mission critical. And so that's where we will provide a live free trial, no obligation, put it in your environment and start to get a taste and see how powerful it is to be able to get automated alert notifications about performance related issues. This is one of those areas that I think you don't know what you don't know. Having worked with IT, as long as it's running, and I always joke that it's, it's kind of like keeping the little plate spinning on the little sticks. You see that at, at the circus and all these various areas. But as long as they're all running, you're happy. You know, as long as none of the plates fall down, as long as none of them stop spinning, you're happy. You don't realize somebody could come in and make sure those are running all the time on your behalf. And once you have that really almost luxury of freeing up that time to go and work on something else or handle other situations, that's where the value comes in. And so I think sometimes we shortchange ourselves in IT because as long as it's working, we become reactive. We're not going to worry about it until it dies. And then when it dies, enough people complain, then we're going to fix it. This has taught us that IT needs to become proactive. We need to start looking at things of the what if before they occur, but also we need to understand what could we put in place that just would even not make us have to worry about that particular issue? And I think this is a perfect example of that where when for our listeners, when you're thinking through and thinking, well, we don't need this, you know, things are working great. We've got a great IT team. Everything's going good. I can tell you that that can change overnight for a variety of reasons, a variety of reasons. And I think what we what we often don't plan for is the future. We don't plan on those key people leaving. We don't plan on a pandemic. We don't plan on even moving campuses. I mean, I've worked for institutions where we picked up the entire campus and moved it to a new location. And when you're in a really old school, you think, well, this will never happen. Well, guess what? It does happen. And then you need an entire new system for that. You know, everything you relied on before doesn't work. But the end user, you know, we we circle back around to the end user. Jobs now, we're hiring UX and UR out there like crazy. We want to know the user experience. We suddenly have realized this is a whole topic of study. This is, we need to improve our product based on what our, our users are saying. So suddenly we're being proactive about it. We're not being reactive anymore. And I think YBOT fits in perfectly for that to help institutions and health schools and help businesses figure out where it is that they're going and how they could do this so much easier. Yeah. And a good point you made, right? Which is 
the comment, you know, the network's running fine, everything's fine. And so we, you know, we're in good shape. We've seen a big change from, again, what we call the wired infrastructure to, to mobility with today's technology and mobility, right? And smartphones and door locks. And we see the green initiative thermostats within dorm rooms that are Wi-Fi enabled, right? And so in this new world, what often happens in Wi-Fi is the networks degrade over time, right? Yeah. I mean, sure, you can always have an outage and, and sure, everybody's down and you'll know about it right away. And, and that's often the way the wired world was. But in today's Wi-Fi technology, because we're adding in so many connected devices incrementally every month, every quarter, the applications, as I already mentioned, with video collaboration and virtual reality are increasing on a monthly, quarterly basis, that the Wi-Fi networks tend to degrade before they just stop working. And so the advantage now of being able to stay on top of it, as you mentioned, and monitor and get the analytics and be proactive, you can take corrective actions before it becomes a disruption for your users, because if you do wait then yes, it will become likely a very serious problem because the network will get so saturated that everybody's having issues and that's a you know an outage, which is obviously very serious. And you know, it's funny that you mentioned that because I was I was looking through the house the other day and, and for our listeners, I think if if you ever feel like things are fine and things are working, you don't see that big a change that's coming, I encourage you to walk through your house and look at things. Our doorbell is Bluetooth enabled. Our security system runs off of our mobile phone. I bought a new electric toothbrush that has a mobile app so that I can track how well I brush my teeth and how often I use the, the features on it, etc. There, you know, our toaster can be run off of your phone. My coffee maker can be run off of your phone. Everything is coming, and it's not that I bought them purposely this way is that I like right. the product and it's no longer a feature. It's just considered part of the package. And so the thing is, is that whether or not I use it, they're all on. So I'm sitting in a house now with 10 different things that are just quietly running in the background, but they're impacting my Wi-Fi. And then there's three people in this house, two remote workers and one person who does things online. So there's three people all day long doing things. You start to look at all this and add it up in one household. That's a lot of stuff that's going on and ebbing away at my Wi-Fi. So now you start to multiply it out through the subdivision. Now you start to multiply it out through your city. Think about that just from your perspective. Now take that and transition it to where you work. And imagine that that's doubling or tripling the amount of, of where that's going on there. Because I want listeners to understand this is a problem for everyone. When your product can't get out the door, when your customer can't reach you, it's not IT's problem. And for years, we've always said that. When things go down, it's IT's fault. They need to fix it. It's all of our problems now because we have too many choices. And when I can't get to you, I'll go to somebody else. I will move on. That's the way of the world now. And on my phone, in two clicks, I can be buying from somebody else. I can be accessing somebody else. It's very, very easy. So, you know, I hope that as people listening through this today are, are, are thinking about it, take your own world, multiply it out. This is what we're up against. 
and mobility is only going to keep growing and AR and Bridge VR are only going to keep growing as well. And all of that is ebbing away at what you've got plugged in. Yeah, a couple observations right along with that that we at Wybot have seen tied into that. One is you mentioned how in the home environment, right, you're getting used to all these devices and connected devices. And you didn't necessarily, like you said, require that in the product when you purchase it, but they all have it. What's happening with that is now students and teachers and staff members, when they come to the dorm settings and they come to the college environment, they're expecting the experience that they have at home with all these devices, you know, Alexas and just go down the list, that they're going to have that same experience where they go offsite onto college and dorm rooms and classrooms, et cetera. And so we have to remember that as organizations from, you know, the head of colleges all the way down to IT, that that's the experience they're expecting. And so all of those connected devices are just, as you mentioned, moving right into these environments. But now instead of one home, which is already complex, you have dorm rooms of hundreds of these individuals that are all expecting that experience and they're all bringing in their connected devices. So it's a real challenge. Second thing we've noticed, speaking of home environments, you know, when we have our solutions within colleges and school districts, often an IT, you know, head of IT will bring one of our products home because it's very mobile and simple to use just to do a weekend test on their home environment, right? Because maybe they're having <laughs> some issues. We see this fairly often, right? In one part of the house is an issue, right? And the reason why we find that fascinating is they'll give us updates because once they've learned something about their home environment, then they are completely surprised. And they're in the high, high tech high tech world of how many connected devices are in their own home. So you yeah. just went through a list of ones you're aware of, but most of the folks, when they put in a Y-Bot and get the full visibility of everything in the environment, they're like, oh, I didn't know those two things were on what, like they don't even know, right? Because yeah. they don't have the visibility. That's what IT folks in their world are living with today. As you move into the corporate world and into school districts, there's a lot of things that are now connecting that they may not even be aware of for the green initiative and other stuff. And all that comes under their preview to understand and deliver high performance Wi-Fi networks. And we now have this ability to buy our own systems like Ring and, and other safety security, you know, so we just plug and play. People just buy them and they plug in a few cameras and, and they don't think about how all of that is working together. You know, it's just, oh, if you've got Wi-Fi, this will work. Plug these in, put these here, you're all set to go. And so we do. We we buy lots of things. I saw the other day one of the, I think it's a Roomba. Uh, I don't know if it's that brand, but one of those little automated sweepers also has Bluetooth. So, you know, you can be at work and say, oh, it's doing the living room. And I did that yesterday. I want it to do, you know, the dining room. And because you've got it pre-programmed, you can send it on its merry way. We're not going to get away from that because we're enjoying it. We're we're loving the technology. We're loving the ability. As we get more and more comfortable with products, having that ability to do things. The toothbrush was interesting to me is if you forget to turn it or to uh, plug it in to charge it, I can program it to remind me, or I can program it to auto auto turn on and recharge itself. Well, we've all gotten to work and thought, oh, I'm just going to plug that in before I left, and I didn't do it. 
So now think about, you know, people are getting to their office and then they're reprogramming five or six things at home. Oh, I forgot to close the garage door. I forgot to, you know, lock the front door. But I'm on my company's website or uh, Wi-Fi while I'm doing all of this. So now I'm, <laughs> I'm you know, magnituding two sites at once. I think it's just, you know, it's, it's amazing because we do, we become so used to it. We haven't looked at it and we haven't thought about it. I think for IT professionals, they think about it a lot, but they think about it in terms of work. They don't think about it in terms of home. And so I hope that people do take a chance to look around their house, see what's plugged in. Even think about, you know, how many extenders have you put in your house? You know, if you have a wide floor plan, often you just go buy an extender, hook it up, put it in, you kind of forget about it. But I think also with schools, they're using technology more and more at the younger ages. You know, we used to see more technology about middle school and up. Now we're seeing it from the get-go. We're seeing the kids are using little leapfrog pads to learn things on. You know, they're, they're doing all of these things in the classroom with computers. Even the 3D printers was something I had not thought of the other day. 3D printers, I'm thinking, okay, they're running off the Wi-Fi. Lots of schools are getting those because the kids can make things and they learn about how it works and such. So we're becoming just inundated with Wi-Fi capability. It's allowing us to do everything, but there's a price for it. <laughs> yes, yes. And, and as you mentioned, it's starting at the very young ages, right? And now they've done a lot of studies because Wi-Fi is a utility. It's really a utility now that at the K through 12 ages, it has an impact. They've done studies based on the technology and the reliability and quality over the course of time, like a year. It has an impact on the grading and scoring of the students, right? As you can imagine, yeah. because if they, if the students are getting frustrated and or the teachers are getting frustrated with the new technology and they're not as efficient and effective, then you can see how that can have a direct impact on the students' capabilities because we're reliant on digital learning, on e-learning, on all these capabilities. And then you move to the collegiate level and the colleges where the students now, word gets out, right, on social media and friends and and the quality. Yes, the quality. It's like electricity. It's like what? Like, and so they're just expecting it and it's got to work and it's got to be reliable because their whole life depends on it, not just the part of learning, which is critical, but also their social life and everything in between. And so... Mm-hmm. It really has become a utility. And so for both sectors, whether you're in the K through 12 and leveraging the technology, like you said, with 3D printing, it has to be rock solid, high quality, business mission critical. And as you move into the collegiate level, it just accelerates that and it becomes part of your brand. And again, we need to find solutions and leverage solutions that can help us deliver that end user experience at all levels from K through 12 all the way up to post-grad. And I laugh as I sit here and think about the fact that I remember when I went to college, we couldn't take a microwave for things that you could not plug in because we would blow the circuit. And so you would hear of people who had illegally brought a microwave to their dorm room. And then, of course, they shut down the whole dorm when they plugged it in. You know, And I think about now all the things that they move with, which are much smaller than a microwave, but takes so much more power and so much more accessibility for it. So 
So what's next on the horizon for YBOT? Because obviously you've been steeped in this and it's growing and and we're continuing to adopt all of these things, but what's on your horizon? Yeah, what's exciting here is um, not only when it continue to enhance our existing solutions, we've got Wi-Fi 6E sensors for automation coming out early next year. And so that's exciting. We're continuing to build on our AI platform, artificial intelligence, so that we can add more and more proactive problem identification and solutions to our customers. So we're always adding to that. And then another exciting area is client software for the mobile users. So this is, yeah, this is new news, but we're complementing and expanding portfolio by having both our existing solution and for those that are interested in the mobile workforce, we'll have client software to tie into this. Again, all focused on end user experience and IT automation. And that's fabulous because I think we're all aware of the amount of people who have chosen to remain remote or have looked for a new job that will allow them to be remote. And a lot of the companies are recognizing, even if it's just a few days a week, but it's making a difference in productivity. Uh, people are more committed to their roles. They're getting a much better work-life balance out of it. And so we're seeing an active move towards remote work. We're seeing more active remote learning as well. You know, even in K through 12, some schools are looking at afternoons at home or one day a week at home just to offer some different types of stimulation, different opportunities to do things. So I don't think it's going away. And it's not just a result of the pandemic. I think it's a lesson learned from the pandemic. Exactly. And in fact, we know school districts that we work with where there can be inclement weather, right? Inclement weather yeah. during winter time. And but now that people, teachers, students are so comfortable for the most part with this video collaboration and, and remote learning and technology, they've adopted it so they can even have classes right through that, right? Where before, yeah. in most cases, it would be canceled, right? So you're right. This has become part of the new norm. Sure, we hope we're not in a situation where everything's remote again. I don't think anybody wants that. But there's enough use cases with individuals with health issues, with travel constrict restrictions. And just so this hybrid work environment is with us. We've in the industry has, for the most part, mastered it or got comfortable with it, as you said. And so now it's part of the new environment. And we need ways within IT organizations and high tech companies to support this new ecosystem, and that's where we're driving our innovation. And I think that's just fabulous. Though I have to admit, as a kid, I used to love listening to the radio, hoping they'd cancel school the next day because it was going to snow. <laughs> I, I completely agree. I agree with you. I can't argue with that. Those were, uh, those were fun times when you heard your school name come across the announcement, yes. Yeah, yeah, these kids won't get to know that, but I'm sure they'll have something else fun to do. So. Well, Roger, it's been excellent having you back on the show today. I look forward to having you back in the future and hearing how the customer software is going, because I think we're really going to continue to see some new and innovative ways to have remote working. I think also not just because of work-life balance, but I think also we're going to learn that there's some new ways of defining and serving customers with products and services through doing this. So thank you so much for being on today. 
I appreciate it. It's always an honor. And again, in the future, let's um, let's connect. We'll keep you posted on the learnings that we're finding out there. We're the leader in education across the globe. So as we get more findings, we'll be glad to pass them on to your audience. Wonderful. And for everybody listening, thank you as always for joining us. Make sure that you visit the website for YBOT. We'll have all the information wherever you pick up your podcast. And until we record again, keep learning. Thank you for listening to EdTech Speaks with EdTech strategist Cher Downing. To learn more about the services Downing EdTech and its staff can provide you, find us at www.downingedtech.com. If you enjoyed today's podcast, be sure to share it. We'd also like to hear from you regarding any suggestions for topics or guests and the value you received from our show. Check back for new podcasts with featured guests at www.downingedtech.com backslash podcast. Thank you.